You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. The, the message, as you have heard, which is not to close the meeting, it's not the final message, it's the beginning. And actually, before I came down, I'm sure my the protocol guy will be wondering, the guy has been preparing since when, and he's still staying back, and all of that. Uh, yeah. Well, I deal with a lot of sites on the heavenly internet. I coordinate a lot of stuff. And like my wife would say, your preparation is never over until you step up there. And so it's not because I'm special. It's that I struggle to catch everything and put it together and rearrange. But as I was doing that before I came down, before Soji came and said, uh, the worship of Saturday, you have to be there. Now. The Spirit told me that it's not only Pastor Eric and Uba and the Ryan Evangelist that will take, this, take you further in these messages. So it's not just the people in the full time, if you, if you call them that. But even people like Dr. Emmanuel and you and you and you, you're going to dig deeper, search further in the scriptures, and take yourself and people link with you, and even this church, take everyone further in the things that have been indicated. It's like I'm showing you some website. So I can't help you explore the website. I can give you the link. I can, isn't that right? Yeah, so that's, that's what is happening. Sometimes I get frustrated because I prepare pages and I can't even finish the, 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 a quarter of the first page. And the Lord said, you don't have to finish. You're just introducing them to this. To the website. Amen. Remember, it's not going to be church as usual. Amen. So you are not just coming and waiting to be spoon fed. Because we're growing up now. We're not going to remain infants. Even though you can't take your seat as a judge or as a king or as a priest. And you don't need the spirit of burning and the power and the glory. Just remain there. So help me tell somebody, you must take these things further. Tell another person, you must dig deeper. You must explore the spiritual websites and take all of us further with whatever you receive. Deal? Give somebody high five. Deal, 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 deal. So within the time we have, I want to help you see the website on being clothed with the heavenly glory. We ended with Exodus chapter 24 verse 17 last night that talks about the appearance of the glory. I love the scripture. Can we put it back? Exodus 24, verse 17. 
And wherever I stop, my wife will take us further. <laughs> Can you see that? She's already clothed with glory this morning. <laughs> she didn't know what I was going to preach. So I told, when she told me, uh, I'm considering some cloth, this one's lowered, it's a bit not convenient. I said, wear it because <laughs> it will help me deliver the message. The sight of the glory of the Lord, come on now, was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Is that correct? The sight, if you, can, if you will, you can see the appearance. The sight. So listen, for a long time, Christians, with due respect, I don't mean to be critical, but you see, you just, when you're addressing reality, sometimes you sound critical. For a long time, Christians, including me, preachers, because I'm not a Muslim, so when I say Christian, I'm included, preachers, we didn't have an idea of what the glory looked like. But yesterday we saw the Moses said, show me your glory. And God figured out what he was asking about. Is that right? Yes. That it was different from the goodness and the power. Yes. When he said, show me your glory. Yes. I was like, you can't see my face. But did you hear what the evangelist read this morning? I won't be satisfied until I see your face. Amen. In righteousness. Yes. When I see your face in righteousness... I will wake up in your likeness. So what you behold is what you become. Yeah, but the glory is not abstract. I nearly, you know, and uh, Irene, when they came to assist Pastor Bal last night to feed us and take care of us. So we greeted and she said, so, Daddy, when you talk about the glory that we saw last night, why do we now say, Lord, we give you the glory? <laughs> if his face is the glory, <laughs> isn't he giving us the glory? And everybody will say, Lord, I give you the glory. I said, what it means is we ascribe to you the glory. And it's the glory you have given us that you show us that we are ascribing to you. Yeah, when we say we bless you, we are saying blessing belongs to you, come from you, the one we have received, the one we are receiving. So when we say we bless you, we're just saying we see you blessed. <laughs> it's an acknowledgement. So it's not that God is short of glory and we have to give him glory to supplement his glory. Yeah, we're saying like it said in Psalm 23, I mean 29. Uh, we ascribe to you the glory that is due to you. So even when you read scriptures or you worship or you sing, you have to do that with understanding. So for a long time, I didn't have an idea of what the glory looks like. Now the Bible is saying here, when the people saw the glory, they saw something like a consuming fire. Add this to that. You know, some people also think that God don't have a form, that God don't have appearance, that he's just an abstract force, like the esoteric guy. 
We think God is just abstract. That maybe it's just like the wind. Maybe it's just like an energy. Maybe it's just like vibration. He's all of that. But he has a form. He has a likeness. Back to Psalm 17 verse 15. When I see your face. He has a face. But I can only see it within the context of righteousness. That is when I will awake in your likeness. So I'm going to become what you are. But I must behold your face first. Come on now. Come on now. Do you remember 1 John chapter 3? Verses 1 to 3 says. Can you help me put it? We're getting somewhere this morning. And if I just do the preambles, you go exploring. But the prayer after will help you do it better. First John chapter 3 verse 1. It says, can we go to First John chapter 3 verse 1? Thank you. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. And you know everything he bestowed is everlasting. So that's why there's no shortage of love or mercy from him. Behold, you have to see it. You have to imagine it. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. And this is how it works. It translates to the fact that we should be called children of God. So it's a big deal to be called a child of God. Because it means you have his DNA. If there's a DNA test spiritually, it's a big deal that you're not called a child of an angel. That you're called a child of God. I told the men in the morning where God demonstrated, began to demonstrate the sense of equity is in making man in his, like, in his image, in his likeness. He's saying, I want to share with you what I have. Fair play, right? I don't want to be in heaven and have something and you're just like animals on the earth. The only difference is going to be the body you carry on earth to help you operate on earth. But my DNA, what makes me to be me, a little format of it is going to be in you. A miniature. Come on now. So what, what manner of love is that? The Bible says he calls them gods unto whom he shares his word. That God should call us his children. You don't think it's a big deal. Therefore, the world does not know us because the world did not know him. So, if the world don't recognize your quality yet and don't appreciate you, is because they don't know your father. He was in the world. The world was made by him. And the world did not recognize him. So we're in good company. Verse 2. It says, First John chapter 3, verse 2. Can you help us put it? Verse 2. 
It's still the same line of thought. Can you put, is it verse 2? I saw another, okay, beloved. I thought it's behold. Beloved, now we are children of God. Not gonna be. We are already confirmed. Come on, tell somebody, say, nah. I'm a child of God. No, it's not when I get better. No, no, it's not when I get better. Now, I'm a child. That's what is going to make you get better. You don't get better to become a child of God. You get better because, you see, yeah, the P.D. and Shama didn't become like their dad and taller than their dad now in the beginning. They didn't look like that the day they were born. But as a day, they were men. In a sense. So it's not when you grow up that you become the child of your father. Now we are children of God and it has not yet appeared. Even to write, it has not yet been revealed. It's not yet unveiled. What we shall be like. None of us have an idea. Because we're looking at ourselves according to what we're wearing this morning. Then you can take it for the, the car that brought you. And the house you live in. That has nothing to do with what we really are. It has not yet been revealed what we should be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. Why? For we shall see him as he is. That's the time when prophecy is no more needed. When that which is perfect comes. No more dream. No more vision. Are you listening? No more preaching. Faith is no more needed. Prayer is no more needed. You see him face to face. And when you see him, you'll be what he is. Because what you see, what you behold is what you become. Are you getting what I'm saying? But see, I want you to get this point. He has a face. He has a likeness. He has a form. Man, spiritually, was made in the image of God. And was meant to grow and become his likeness. After his likeness. You possess the image like a DNA. As you grow and follow, you know, and feed on his word. And, you know, experience his goodness. Day by day, you're coming after his likeness. So God has a likeness. God has a form. God has an image. He has a face. All of this is what we call the glory. Come on now. Because we saw last night that the reason the glory has weights that rested on the mountain. We're going home and my wife says, only a mountain can carry that weight. <laughs> that if it rests on any other thing, I said, but even the, the mountain shook. 
Go and read Exodus 19. Then Hebrews 12, the Bible said the mountain shook so much that even Moses was afraid. So it wasn't that he wasn't afraid when he went inside. But we saw that it was from inside the glory that God spoke. And that when Moses said, show me your glory, he was saying your face. So his face is linked with the glory. So the way you're going to be robed and clothed in the inner man with the glory is by seeing that form, that appearance. From a distance, it looked like a consuming fire. But not when you get inside. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. Yeah, let's start from verse 1. Then We're not going to read the whole chapter. I will advise you. That's another website. <laughs> that's another website. Yeah, you try to read Ezekiel chapter 1. Not just in King James, New King James, and all of those versions. Do stuff like New International Version, NIV, New Living Translation, Message. Those messages, I mean, those translations, that paraphrase, that break it down. Okay? Uh, new, whatever. Easy to read translation. There's an easy to read translation. Right? Read that chapter. It, it looks very like. I don't know what kind of movie is that, where you see some angels with four heads and six wings. And is it horror? Is that a horror movie? Yeah, cipher, yeah. But when you get a translation that breaks it down, because you're trying to behold his glory, his form, his image, his likeness, it sounds complicated because of the language in which it was written. But when it's broken down and you get the gist, you can remain the same. But look at the process. Ezekiel 1. Now it came to pass in the 30th year. Come on, talk to me. Say a particular year. So which means you guys counting years. In the 30th year, in the fourth month, or on the fifth day of that month, as I was among the captive, not as a visitor. He too was a captive. He was a priest, but he was taken captive to Babylon. May I say to you, we are all in Babylonian captivity in a sense. The system of the world is Babylon system. We are all in captivity. Even in our own country. That's why I said yesterday, you need all this. Because freedom don't come easy. Those who take us captive will not let us go. Just by being considerate. I was among the captive on this particular day by the river Kebar that the heavens were open and I saw the visions of God. Isn't this a website? <laughs> Isn't this a movie? It was not when he saw it that the heaven was open. It has always been open. You don't need to pray and ask God to open heaven. You need to ask him to open your eyes to see the open heaven. Amen. If the heaven have ever been closed for one moment, the earth will stop existing. If there was a time that the heavens would have been shut, it was over the garden of Eden. But God didn't shut it. He drove them out of the garden. 
kept the heaven open upon the garden. And it's a potter. It's a connecting point. Look at this. He's in captivity. He's a priest. Not because of his own sin. It was a collective experience. Because of failure of religious and political leaders. They were all taken to captivity. Including teenagers like Daniel and Cole. King. Their king was taken. They were all taken to captivity. As he was there. What marked him out. Was a certain day. Do you know. On the day that Jesus was baptized, he also saw heaven open. That's not the moment it was open. Do you remember that when Jacob was running away from Esau, his brother, that wanted to kill him? In the night, he saw heaven open. That's not when it was open. It has always been open over Abraham. If it was during the baptism of Jesus that they opened the heaven. So what happened when he was born? When there were a multitude of angels that came down. Can you deliver your child? Where's your daughter now? Remind me this country. Where's your daughter? Your daughter is in Grenada. So can you cut off your connection, block your line, block everything you don't want to. Just close the heaven against Grenada. The line is always open. Isn't that? How, when do you talk with Rahila last? All the time. So can you put someone that is the dearest person to you somewhere and block the law? So how can God put his child Jesus or himself on earth and heaven was closed for 30 years? So it, the day of his water baptism was the day of his consciousness that the heaven have always been open. So I say to you hearing me, you may not understand my accent and all I'm preaching, but there is an open heaven upon your life. You don't need to pray for it to open. The heaven upon you is open. The heaven upon your family is open. The heaven upon your destiny is open. The heaven upon this church is open. The heaven upon the nation is open. Somebody shout, I believe in open heavens. If you have been praying and fasting for God to open the heaven, go and eat. It's already open. Let's, let's think for another thing. It's open already. One of my pastors wanted to do a program and they tied to the program Unlocking the Heaven. I said, which one are you trying to unlock? <laughs> the one I deal with is never locked. If it was locked, I won't wake up this morning. It's not your prayer that opens the heaven. Your prayer brings you to the conscience. You can't even pray except you know it's open. You can't pray effectively. So what happened when heaven is open? He started seeing the visions of God. Because rand don't drop from heaven. If rand drop from heaven, it's fake rand. <laughs> Dollars don't drop from heaven. Euro will not rain from heaven. 
So when we say heaven is open, we say, but I don't have no money. When heaven opens, ideas come. Visions come. Revelation come. You become creative. In the corporate world, they say you start thinking out of the box. Because your heaven can be open and you are locked up in the box of the system. You don't say anymore, I don't have, I don't have employment. When you think out of the box, you create em- employment. And start employing people. Because you see the way. Like my wife, let us pray. You see the tree. And what did you say you see again? You see the rock that contains the water you need. So you are not stranded. You are not stranded. You are not impoverished. You are not disadvantaged. You are not less privileged. Your eyes just need to be open. So on a certain day, listen, this Ezekiel was where that river Kibar in Babylon, that's where they were sitting when Bob Marley visited them. And is it Bob Marley and some by the rivers of Babylon? Where we don't do ganja, don't do ganja, don't do ganja. Where we sat down, and ye open him, and ye we were, when we remember Zion. Because those who carried us away captive in captivity deserve from us a song. They were saying, Sing the song of Zion. I'm beating out. Sing your song in your religious song. And they say, but How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? That's where they miss it. When your enemy mock you and afflict you and say, Sing your song. That's the key out of captivity. Sing your way out of captivity. Because until you change your slavery mentality to celebration mentality, you remain in captivity. Because when you sing, the Bible says the Lord gives songs in the night. And he sings over us with joy. And when you sing and praise him, he comes down. He inhabit the praises of his people. Paul and Silas did that. Nobody, they flogged them. They said, well, you can flog us, but you can't stop us from singing. So I believe Ezekiel sang in captivity. He was a priest. So he did not allow the captivity, the weeping, to stop him from worshiping. Until you can turn your weeping to worshiping, your captivity remains. Are we talking? So I saw the visions of God. Let's jump. We need to get out of this now. See verse 2. See verse 2. Ezekiel 1 verse 2. On the fifth day, so it's so particular. It's a day that he couldn't remember. 
I mean, he couldn't forget. Today, this faith-to-faith -faith conference is in November. You will always remember. <laughs> Say November to be remembered. On the fifth day of that month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, even the king for five years have been in captivity. And you are saying he should deliver the people with political expertise. I'm sorry. Someone said, why are you talking about your country and your president? I said, because I don't want to get in trouble in South Africa. So if I tell you now that your president is in captivity, you will look at me somewhere. I don't want people to block me. I want to go back home. <laughs> so I've said it in my country. Our commander-in-chief is in captivity. As long as there are Nigerians kept in captivity by Boko Haram and the government can get them out, Mr. President, you are in captivity. Because every child is supposed to be your child. When your child is in captivity, you shouldn't be sleeping and be enjoying the privileges of power. Sorry, we talk rough to ourselves. Because if I don't shout, they don't hear me. And I told them, you don't need to monitor me with secret police and tap my line. Let's talk face to face. If you want us to talk it in the prison, my bags are packed. <laughs> Presidents of nations are in captivity. The king. The priest. The kids. What is going to change it is somebody got to see something different. Amen. Look at verse 3. Let me get out of this. The word of the... So when heaven opens, this is what happens. The word comes. Come on, doctor. Has the word been coming since Thursday? Yes. Then the heaven has been opened. Have you been seeing some things that you couldn't see before? Then the heaven has been opened. You are seen upon heaven. The word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel the priest. Still in captivity. Because it's the word that's going to send, set you free from captivity. He's the son of Buzah in the land of the Chaldeans by the river of Kibar. The, and the hand of the Lord was upon him. That's the means of transmission. That's the means of connectivity. In Revelation 1, you remember uh, uh, John said when I saw Jesus in his glory as he really is. The same Jesus I used to put my head on his chest and ask him questions when he was here. When he took that heavenly glory to cover and took his reform. Paul, uh, John says when I saw him I fell down like dead. And he placed his right hand upon my head. On that right hand there were seven stars. Representing the seven churches. The moment he put that hand on John, John started seeing what was going on in those churches. So open heaven works this way. You start seeing visions. Connection with places beyond your location. The words start coming. Your perspective start changing. Your fear, your bitterness, your ugliness just begin to fade away. You're still in the location. 
but nothing is the same anymore. Look at the next verse. The hand of the Lord is upon me there. Then I looked and behold. See, this is the missing link. The heavens are open. The hand of the Lord is upon you. Are you hearing me? The word of the Lord has been coming. You've started seeing some things now. You need to keep looking. Help me tell your neighbor, keep looking. Keep looking. A better translation, if you read Daniel chapter 7, Daniel will say, and I kept looking, and I kept looking, and I kept looking. Then I saw, and I kept looking. Even John, he says, I first of all had a voice. I turned to see who was speaking. Then I saw Jesus, and I saw seven candlesticks, and I saw the Lord walking. That's represent the church, and all of that. So seven stars, and I saw all of that. And then he took me to the churches and showed me the condition of the churches. Then in chapter 4, I looked again, and I saw the heavens are open. And I looked, and I saw a throne. It's always been there. But his situation didn't allow him to look. Like we read in Isaiah 60. When you are face down. You may not look at the glory that has come. And except you look you can connect. So I looked. Then I started seeing something. A wild wind was coming out from the north. Listen carefully. It was a wild wind that was seen to take Elijah to heaven. But inside the wide wind, there were chariots of fire and horses of fire. Come on now, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> Elijah was to be taken to heaven. The sons of prophets that walked from a distance, they said it was a wild wind. Elisha that came close, he said, I see chariots of horses of fire. Elisha didn't see wild wind. He saw chariots of fire and horses of fire. Those who stayed afar of it, it's a dangerous wild wind. It's going to throw him into the bush. So I saw a wild wind from a distance. But as he kept looking, look at that. There was a great cloud raging with fire engulfing itself. And brightness was all around it. And you know, radiating. So it's describing the wild wind. There's a cloud. There's a wind. Fire. Are you listening? He's watching all this. Look at the next thing. Come on now. Also from within it. Came what? The likeness of what? Four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the appearance of a man. So I can continue. Look at verse. I just want to help you to a point so you can go and do the rest. Look at verse 5. Each of them had four faces. Each of them had four wings. Now, all of this was inside the wild wind. After heaven opened. And he kept looking. Are you enjoying this? It's a movie. Their legs were straight. The soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. They sparkled like the color of a bonnet's bronze. Can we go on? Let's get it on. The, uh, the hands of a man were under their wings. And on their, on their foreside. And each of the four have faces and wings. 
their wings touch one another. The creature did not turn when they go anywhere. But each of them went straight forward. So they were facing different direction. Wherever this cloud is supposed to go. If it's to go this way, the one facing this way will pull it. If they go this way, this guy don't need to turn. The guy facing this way will push it. They don't need to turn to go any direction. That's how the glory moves. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Come on now. As, as for the likeness of their faces. Each of, are you saying likeness? An appearance? Each of them had the face of a man. Each of them had the face of a lion. Each on the right side. Each of them had the face of an ox. On the left side. Each of them had the face of what? An eagle. Come on now. <laughs> Can you see? Take it. Those were their faces. Their wings stretched upward. Two wings each. One touch one another. And the two covers, two other wings cover their body. Two wings touch one another. The other one cover their feet. Let's go. Let's, okay. And each one went straight forward. They went wherever the spirit wanted to go. And they did not turn when they went. Now he kept on. But go to verse 26. To jump it. So I just jumped the best part now. So I can get you back to your scripture. Verse 26. Are we there? Alright. As for the... Is this 26? No, this is... That. Let's go to 26. Wait. Yeah, the he kept on with the likeness. But now, and above... The firmament. There's a firmament above their wings. Are you listening? The wings they spread. That touch one another. There was a firmament. Above the firmament. That was over their head. Was the likeness of what? A throne. Come on now. And what next? In appearance. Like a serpent stone. And one likeness. Uh, on the likeness of the throne. The throne that was upon their wings, on the likeness of that throne was what? A likeness like the appearance of a man. So this is what they were carrying. But at the beginning, you saw a wild wing. Later you saw cloud. Later you saw fire. And so there are some creatures inside. But inside, a whole lot of things are there. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse, 27. Also, from the appearance of the man on top of the throne. I will soon stop. So, we're about to land. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelt. The man upon the throne they were carrying. From his waist. And upward. Help me put new living. In this verse 27. Thank you. Help me put new living. It says it better. New living translation. Thank you. From what appeared to be his waist up. He looked like what? Gloomy and flickering like fire. So, but it's in, a, it's in a tube. Okay, it's not raw fire. It seems there's fire, but it's contained and flickering. Okay, like you see on the aircraft in the night. Okay? So, but from the waist upward. 
Look at it next. Come on now. Uh, no, 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 no. That's same verse 27. Thank you. 27, 27, 27, 27. And from his waist down. Come on, read it out. He looked like burning flame shining with splendor. So this from downward is raw fire. It's burning, but it's shining. Do you remember they say John the Baptist was the burning and the shining light? I need to talk to you here. This is how to be the light of the world. There's a fire. You are a fire being. But from your waist up, it's contained. It's like a tube shining. But from your waist down, it has to be raw fire. So that the fire of hell cannot penetrate. The fire of immorality cannot get in. The serpent can't get in. You are to beam your upper part, your mind, your chest, your head. To beam light to the world. But your lower nature should be on fire. Then you are a burning and a shining light. You discover all the laws, all the contrary things the devil is trying to use to afflict you and to, 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 to use as virus into your system. It's a firewall to clear them off. Go to verse 28. That's where we're going anyway. Can we read verse 28 together? Are we there together? Can we read it, everybody? Like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud of a raining day, so was the appearance of the brightness all around it. Come everybody, read it now. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory. Read it again. This is what? This. Come on, say one more time with anointing. Uh huh. So when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard a voice of one speaking. So the glory has a likeness. Has an appearance. Inside the glory, there is a personality. There is a throne. There is fire. The children of Israel, just from a distance, they saw the fire. They couldn't get close to interact with more stuff. So they couldn't hear the voice. I think you've been standing far away from the glory. I pray that this faith to faith will captivate you. Amen. And you say, you know what? I want to look into the glory of God. Amen. I want to see his face. Yeah, go inside. I want to know how the glory looks like and how it feels. The fire can consume me anyway. Because if I get close and interact and behold it, I become it. Read Romans 1.23. Is it Romans? Romans 3. Romans 3.23. This is. See, see the man you saw there? You see the man you saw there? On that throne? That's the image. And the likeness. In which man was made. That's, that's the human part of God. It's called the divine human. 
God is spirit, but he has a human shape, a human form. Tell somebody, wake up. We are seeing some vision. Wake up. In some churches in Nigeria, people go for night vigil. They go for vigil in the night. It's vigil anyway. And they don't listen to the preaching. So when they go for the vigil, they take whatever they want to use and they're sleeping somewhere. And they say, when the pastor began to see visions about people's problems, you wake me up. I don't want to hear the preaching. So the man is preaching, he's preaching throughout the night. Then the moment he said, There is somebody here, you have an insect going in your head. Then they will say, Wake up. They are seeing vision. Wake up. They have started seeing vision. Yes, 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 yes. They see my problem. Now, when they were preaching about the solution, you were asleep. So when I want to get them, I will say, wake them up. Say, they already seen vision. <laughs> Look at this. For all men and women, all have seen and have done what? For sure. That glory. That man. That image. That likeness. That's where man fell from. What if for? Who said that? Who said what if for? Oh, wow. What if for? That's, see, that's what Adam fell short of. So it's as bad as dropping from an aircraft that is flying. He fell from light into darkness. He fell from power to powerlessness. He fell from eternal life to death. He fell from peace into crisis. That's the glory. That's the glory. Do you remember what you read? When I behold. No, I will seek your face in righteousness. Then I will wake up in your likeness. That's the likeness. You are saying, I'm getting back to where we fell from. So this is how I'm going to end it. So we'll pray. Praise the Lord. Amen. You need this. The way the Bible captures this for easy application is to say, be clothed with glory. Is a clothing. Because it sounds complicated. So like, how do I get on that throne and how do I get into the cloud? How do I get into the all of this. No, no, no. Forget about those complications. Just as well, God knows how to do it. Just say, God, clothe me with you, or take me back to that glory. Amen. Put me back into the glory. Amen. Bring the glory upon me. Amen. Get me into the glory. Amen. Now, but the way you can say it in a, in a human language is to say, clothe me. It's a clothing. Have you heard that God is clothed with light and glory? He's also clothed with fire. Now look at me now. So God's clothing is not like the clothes I'm wearing. Pastor Eric, help me. Okay, you can help me. He's busy. 
Are you afraid? I'm seeing your husband. So I've removed my clothing. Is that right? Do you want me to remove more? She's praying the spirit. <laughs> what has come upon him? But God's own covering clothing of glory can be removed. Did you get it? It's not external. It's his nature. Did you get that? So when I'm talking about you being clothed, I'm not asking you. The glory is not what you're going to wear. It's not your body that's going to get clothed. It's what you are inside. The Holy Spirit asked me to tell you. In case you don't know, I didn't know before. Do you know that angels and God and Satan and demons, they don't see your flesh? They don't see you when you're in the bedroom. Come on now, wake up. They don't see husband and wife making love. Because they only deal with your inner person. They don't see your external function. So when you're talking about you being clothed, it's the you inside. This your body is earthly clothing. It's earth suit. That's why you're able to touch ground and stay here. That's why you're not floating. The Bible said this is an, a clothing and it's a tent. When you put it off, your inner man, your spirit goes up. The real you go. Did you get the point? So, what we are saying is this. That, that person inside that angels used to see, that demons used to see, that Satan sees, that God sees, needs a new clothing. Need another body, another covering. It's, so, when you say God is clothed, it's, it's his re that's him. That's why he doesn't just have a clothing of light. He's light. Amen. Did you get the point? Amen. And he dwells in a light that no one can approach. He does, he's not just surrounded by fire. He's a consuming fire himself. Deuteronomy 4.24. Hebrews 12.29. God is a consuming fire. But you see, he's also surrounded with fire. God is light. So you say he's clothed with light. This is what Jesus experienced on the Mount of Transfiguration. He still had his body. And he wanted to show his disciple what it means to have this nature of glory. What it means to be clothed with glory. So he called three of his disciples and said, let's go to the mountaintop. Let's get away from the valley of confusion, of indecision. So let's go to the mountaintop. It's, it's, it's symbolic. It's metaphorical. It's like, let's step up for a higher perspective. Are you listening? The moment he stepped up and began to pray. The Luke chapter 9 from verse 28 says, as he was praying, the form of his countenance and his appearance began to change. His face was altered. As he was praying with his spirit, then began to reflect in his face. Until 
His garment became white. It wasn't that somebody brought a white cloth. And he didn't wear white when he went to pray. But as he was praying, come on, talk to me. Say, interacting with the glory. Talk to me. Say, when I'm praying, I'm interacting with the glory. It's going to show on my face. It's going to cover my inner life. He was altered. He began to shine. Now look at the clothing. So the moment he took that form, they saw heavenly beings. The people looking saw Elijah. They saw Moses. And there was a cloud. Have you heard about cloud of witnesses? It's not like well, our cloud. When they say Jesus is coming with cloud, don't look out there and say <laughs> cloud. It's people. So they saw a white cloud. Just out of that white cloud, only Elijah and Moses showed up. Moses died, but nobody knew where he was buried. Elijah didn't die. He was carried with the chariots of glory of heaven. Now, so, listen to me now. This glory covered Jesus inside. Radiated from inside and manifested outside. But it wasn't just that. It included presence of saints from glory. So that the covering of glory, the nature of glory, the glory we're talking about, is for you to repossess the, 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 the nature of God, the form of God, the, the way God appears. That no natural element can sink him. That's why Jesus could walk upon water. That's why he died. They took him to the grave on the third day he came up by himself. Amen. When you take that form, then you can deal with injustice. Amen. Listen to me. When you take that glory inside and outside, and it includes invisible heavenly beings around you, so whenever I travel and my wife don't go, some of my pastors will say, oh, daddy, did you travel alone? I say, no, we are legion. Yeah. We are many. Yeah. Say, how many of you are there? I say, I can't count them. Yeah. We are many. I'm clothed. Yeah. I'm surrounded. I'm covered. I'm always conscious of that. Yeah. I don't go alone. The heavenly government will be irresponsible to send me an ambassador. To places. And they're alone. And there is no security contingent. Did you hear Elijah say, Lord, open the eyes of my servant. So he can know that those who are with us are more than the enemy that surrounds us. And we can take them on. Because we are clothed with glory. So when I'm talking about being clothed with glory, it's first from inside out. Is to repossess his nature. Is to get back to the realm of the throne. Am I talking to you? Is to behold his face. Is to interact with him and become what he is in your consciousness. But it's more than that. It also means angels surrounding you. Do you know that when Psalm, Psalm, Psalm 34, I think verse 7, when he says the angel of the Lord surround those that fear him. Can you help me put it? That's part of the clothing of glory. 
It includes angels around you. You see, in African culture, they say people are my clothing. When I'm surrounded with people, I can't be naked. Did you get a point? Security is people. Insecurity means the right people are not in place. So the real bulletproof you wear is people. Is the presence of the Lord. He's saying they're spiritual people. They surround you. So look at this. Psalm 34. Can we read it to Do you have young literal translation? You're going to read that. If you have, if you don't, I'll tell you what is there. But hold on. The angel of the Lord. Did you see one angel? It says. The angel. Because you can see one angel and it's a formation. It's a many-membered angel. Like the one you saw in Ezekiel. Did you get the point? Because they don't operate solo. When they say Michael, Michael represents the host of fighters. But he's the head. So when they say Michael resisted Lucifer, it's not just Michael. So you saw in Revelation 12, Michael and his angel fought. And the dragon and his angel fought. The day I saw Satan, I later discovered that he didn't come alone. Because after he confronted me, he came so close. And he was, he was like, how dare you expose my secrets? And he was like, it's going to swallow me up. But before then, the Lord told me, sit down, don't say anything. I didn't know it was Satan coming. I thought the Lord wanted to talk to me. If he hasn't told me not to say anything, the moment I see Satan, I will say, blood of Jesus. He just told me, it's not what you say that is going to sort the problem. Sit down. Don't say anything. That's the day I understood spiritual warfare. That is not my prayer. (laughs) It's already too late. (laughs) So I sat down. He came so close. And he was... (laughs) And I was like, if you are so annoyed and so mad, do something. I was wondering. He, he couldn't touch me. All right, why? He did like. So I said, oh, he's not alone. I'm not allowed to see those who came with him. So the Lord said, he's a commander in chief too. He doesn't go to places alone. If you see what came with him, you'll probably be scared. So, when they say the angel is with you, you don't know what it takes. Do you know it's one angel that flew over Egypt on Passover? And anything, not anyone, anything that was born first was dead in the morning. So, the angel of the Lord, and <laughs> okay, this is young literal translation. King James says the angel of the Lord encamped around those that fear him to deliver them. Read what tra- young translation say. You read it. Read it. Read it. Come on, read it. No, no. Read it where you are. <laughs> Everybody read it out. What does he say? A messenger of Jehovah is encamping. Run about those who fear him. And? 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 That's how he delivers them. It's part of your armor. So when you are told to put on the whole armor, 
That's part of the glory. Amen. Do you really want the glory? Yes. So may I invite and introduce to you a woman clothed in glory to take us further in the glory. Reverend Mrs. Ayodobon. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah! What a conference! What a deliverance! You know, the Bible says he sends his word and delivers them. He heeds them by his word. Deliverance is no longer by pulling you and pushing you down, you know, and sometimes, you know, if you're a woman, you know, in those days when they are ministering deliverance, your Bob Marley here, they pull it, and then you are delivered. No. You're sitting down, you're hearing the word of God, and deliverance is being ministered to you. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them. So both healing and deliverance has taken place. So let's rise up as we thank God for such a word that has been given to us. This is not the time to go out. It's the time to pray. Rise up and let's begin to pray in the spirit. The glory, the covering, the glory, the covering. Oh God, grant us better understanding. Take us deeper. Help us to be rooted in your love. And in your word, this morning, oh, help us to bear this image. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just uh, help you to pray. You know, when God made man, when before he made man, he said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And we've been told that you don't attain his likeness the day you are made or the day you are born. But the DNA is already in you. And as you grow up, we begin to see resemblance. Whether you resemble your father or your mother. Amen. And then the likeness of God now begins to form in you. And you know, somebody came to the garden, the devil. And he said to them, uh, did God allow you to eat anything just like he used to do? you think God loves you? Do you think God cares? Somebody is in the midst of abundance and you are asking whether God really cares. And he said, we are allowed to eat all the, the fruit of the garden except the one in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because the day we eat it, God said to us, we will die. And you know the answer of the devil? When you, if you eat it, you shall not surely die. You will become like God, knowing good or evil. And after the fair, listen, after the fair, do you know that God confirmed that? He said, because the man had become like one of us. It's there in Genesis 3. The man had become like one of us. And that one of us was the Lord Jesus Christ. Who have been coming? Who have been coming from the old? It's called theophany in theology. He's been coming to the earth. That was why from everlasting, he's going for have been from everlasting to everlasting, and he was the one that appeared to Abraham, and God could recognize these people are not ordinary people. Are you getting it? So he came. He was the one that appeared to Abraham as Melchizedek. King of Salem. 
and offered, you know, he offered him tithe and all those. So he's been coming. So he said, the man had become like one of us, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will know that even our salvation, concerning our salvation, we've been told that the lamb had been slain from the foundation of Amen. the world. Like the man of God, we say, the, the lamb was there bleeding from the foundation of the world. And even Satan, as he was listening, you know, leading the car heaven, he couldn't just understand that kind of internal decor. Uh, <laughs> lamb bleeding. What is this thing meant for? That was the Lord Jesus Christ. And when they die, people of God, I mean, when they sin, that glory was stripped. You know, they were naked. No, not that they were naked, as in our own interpretation of nakedness. The glory was removed. They couldn't even see the glory anymore. Adam didn't know there was anything called nakedness. They started seeing their own nakedness, and the accusation began. You see, when the glory is not on husband and wife, they see themselves naked. They've seen everything about you. You can just yab your man and, you know, disrespect take place. Because the glory has been removed. And that is why he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory. Coming short of the glory is that that image has been removed from you. That was why 1 Corinthians, I'm just saying this so that you know how to pray Amen. better. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 49. Let's read it. Let's read it. That was how we fell and we bore. Let's read it. One to go, everybody. One to go. As we have born the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. This is where we are going. We want this glory. We want this image. We want the description of that man we saw in Ezekiel chapter 1. The globe, the radiation, and the burning. Remember the first day he was burning. Amen. Lift up your hand and begin to ask God. Your likeness, your image. That is what I want to be. You know the ultimate of Christianity is Christ-likeness. It's Christ-likeness. It's Christ-likeness. Just pray. Pray. At the revelation of Jesus, we will be like him. At the revelation of Jesus, is not on the last day. Everything is not sentenced to eschatology. When Jesus is revealed to you, as he has been revealed to you today, the image of Jesus has been revealed to you. I want to be your light. I want to be a burning and a shining light. Even John that was born by physical parents was a burning and a shining light. The image I lost as a sinner, I'm getting it back as a man born of the Spirit. We have born the image of sin, of death, of weakness. We want to bear the image of the heavenly man. We want to bear the image of the heavenly man. Lord, we release ourselves. Oh God, we submit ourselves. Take us to the mount of transfiguration. 
that will be transfigured to your image. Cover us with your glory. This is the original image. This is the original image that man lost in the Garden of Eden. Take us back to your Eden. Take us back to Eden. Reke boro 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 bo shitalaba. Reke le boro bo shendele bo. Yeah. Somebody is not praying you. You are the glory and the lifter up of our head. Let your glory cover us. Let the wave of your glory cover us. Holy kabobo shetalaba. Oh kabo shetele borobo. Ekere boroboroborobo shetalaba. Oh your glory. Oh the glory of your presence. The glory of your power. The power of your glory. Cover every life. Cover every life. Le bobobo shekelebo. Le bababababa shata. We want to be like you. We want to be like you. We want to be like you when we see you. At your revelation. Le gabobo shetalaba. Le denelele boroborobo. Shatarabarabo. Kabo shatalaba. Oh God, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you. Oh God, we thank you. Lord, we want to be like you. We just want to be like Jesus. We just want to be like Jesus. We want to be that man, like that man. That man that came and suffered and gave himself to be a propitiation for our sin. We want that glory that we carry. Let me show you something. You know, many times, like uh, my husband will say, we gloss over scripture. I don't, I don't know the verse now. In Genesis uh, chapter 2, where the Eden is being watered. Genesis Genesis chapter 2, verse 10. Please help me. Let's see. Let's see the place. I want you to pray that prayer. I want you to pray with the word of God. Genesis 2, 10. Now, we used to talk of the Garden of Eden. And for a long time, I didn't see it until one day when the man of God was preaching. And now he said, now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. That is to say, Eden is completely different from the garden. Yes. And, and he said, the garden is east of Eden. Thank you. East of Eden, that's where the garden is located. And the river, and Eden is where God touches the earth. Where heaven touches the earth. That's why heaven is perpetually opened. You're going to pray this prayer and say, Eden, the Eden of God, water my life. Lift up your hand. Water my garden. It's you, it's you, it's you. <laughs> because Eden is not close, we don't know where it is. Heaven, touch my life. 
heaven touch my life. Eden, water my garden. Shower your blessing upon me. These are spiritual things. They are not physical things. When Eden waters your life, you'll be different. You'll be a light in the midst of darkness. You will be different. You will make a difference. That's why they drove them out of the garden of Eden. Because Eden will keep watering the garden. And they must not be part of it. God is bringing us back spiritually to the garden of Eden. Where he will clothe us again with his glory. Where he will clothe us again with his glory. And he will water us with his glory. Let my air touch the heaven. And let heaven touch, it, touch my heart. Let my air touch heaven. And let heaven touch my head. Where I can hear the voice of God. In the glory. Where I can interact with the Son of God. One on one. Where I can stay in your presence. Where I can stay in your presence. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for taking us to this point where we are going to move on. Because this is not the end of the whole thing. This is just the beginning of another discovery. Thank you, Lord, because those of us that are here, we believe we are immersing your glory. Thank you for the clothing of glory. One time, a, a young girl in our church saw a vision of Jesus. And he saw that he was wearing a garment of a very clear garment like fire. And she was saying, I used to think the garment is like what is like our fabric. But he said, Jesus was built together. A young lady that doesn't know the word of God with the garment, and he was stretching to touch. He couldn't touch, and he saw the man of God coming to be in between, touching Jesus and touching her. And there was a transmission. I pray that for you this morning. That there will be a transmission. Transmission between heaven and your life right now. Right now. Right now. Right now, right now, receive the transmission. 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 Yes, let heaven be transmitted into your spiritual man, into your spiritual being. Let heaven be transmitted. Let changes take place. Let healing take place. Let deliverance take place. Let transformation begin to take place. Let there be a transmission from the garment of fire, from the person, the, the man upon the throne. Let that transmission help us to hear a voice. Help us to hear your voice. Grant us vision by this transmission. Grant us vision, visions of ideas, vision of how to make a difference, vision that will change our world, that will change our life. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www 
www.everynationmidrand.org.